this is huge collective soul oh my god this yes. is so cool dude we're just so fired up here on the rock of nations podcast coming at you live All there right. he is well turpin man the legendary bassist of collective soul how you doing brother good man get taking a little second to get online here in the hotel but i made it yeah man hey we yes. appreciate you taking the time uh you're on with uh shimmer and shane uh and myself dave <laughs> and uh you guys are doing uh playing bethlehem tonight right uh you guys got a lot of history playing uh, the pennsylvania area i know philly and everything uh i mean dude it's you know it's been going on so long now uh 30 years it's hard <laughs> to like fathom uh how long we've been doing it but um yeah man bethlehem steel they uh they uh they renovated this place a lot of history here they renovated this place maybe a decade ago Really cool little area if you ever get a chance to. It's amazing, yeah. The steel stacks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm out of Philly, Will, so I know it. So you know <laughs> train, it well. Yeah. Train was train was just there, so you guys tonight. <clears throat> yeah, back in the day when we were playing smaller places, like it was always it was always major cities, and it would be like we'd be so excited to like play the TLA in Philadelphia or you know, somewhere in Manhattan. And and now it's like, I don't know, 30 years later, we're in festivals and sometimes casinos and whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so 30 years, man. I mean, does it, you guys started, I think it was the end of 93. Is that right? So it's, it's like, I mean, did you, I know you get the question a lot. Did you think it'd be 30 years, but uh, you know, so I guess that's, that's, you got to pinch yourself sometimes. Plus you guys have more number ones. You can't fit all your number ones in a set. Is that right? I guess we could. <laughs> It'd be a long set, which we would not complain about. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we've never been known for filler. You know, we don't have we've, we've got a lot of deep cuts in the record. So I think if we just chose the songs based on their commercial success, I think we'd be shorting, uh, shorting the possibilities of, of, of a collective soul set list. Um, but, yeah, there's a couple number ones that aren't on the set list right now. That being said, you know, we're always going to find a space for World I Know, December, Shine, um, you know, all the all the big ones like that. River Flows and oh, man. Uh, Y Part 2 and into the 2000s. You know. it's like you guys have been covering school and REM too. <laughs> Loving covering REM. They, they were, we were actually really, I remember being young and being really proud of REM because they, they came from, you know, a town near us uh, and they didn't sound like a Southern rock band. Uh, Nothing against that. We that was part of our heritage and something that you know we love. We love the Allman Brothers. We love uh, Leonard Skinner. We love. We appreciate that music, but we were never going to sound like that. And so I remember being in high school thinking, "Oh, that's a band from Georgia that doesn't sound like a Southern rock band." And and so we were just really proud of that. And uh, and of course, you know, they they ended up having one of the biggest careers ever. And uh, and here we are from Georgia trying to do the same thing. Damn. Is it, um you know, talk about those early days, you know, I mean, getting the band, you know, because the 90s, were, it was such a unique time uh, for music. And we had like, I mean, radio was obviously much more supportive. The videos, I mean, you know, world, I know, I got, I remember that video growing up and it was just like, I mean, in all those hits, you guys were like the soundtrack to my high school, college years. And I mean, what was it like? Because, you you know, I, do you feel like fans kind of grew up with you guys, too? I mean, it, it makes that connection a little bit uh, tighter. Yeah, it does because uh, I mean I remember being young and thinking uh, we weren't really we weren't we weren't happy with where we were. We always wanted to do more, we wanted to record more records, and we were focused on what was next. But 
you don't in that moment you don't realize what's happening as far as collective soul became like you said for a lot of people became the backdrop or, or, or part of the soundtrack to their lives and you don't really realize that until that's not that's not anything you can tell yourself you want and, and you can go get it you, it just happens and and then you realize that uh years later and, and of course yeah now we've realized that that it's uh you know this music is part of the fabric of of our society and you might not know who collective soul is you might not love going to support live music but you've heard those songs and they're around you all the time and and they're they're going to be around us uh i believe longer than i will be around out here you know yeah yeah i, I uh matt serletta uh played a big part in your early career um he now runs uh, emblem music group i mean how crucial was he to collective souls sound and and basically everything he was like the quintessential documentary comes out next year um Oh, wow. I think a lot of people will enjoy watching how these pieces came together and understand, you know, you hear it's a small town story, but you really have no idea what kind of a small town story it is. But Matt would have been coming to real to real studios when he was in high school with his jazz band. Uh, and <laughs> annually they would record, they would take one weekend and the, the band director there at Redan high school would record at my father's studio um, that's when that connection started wait like through that everything kind of hubbed through the studio um and yeah matt uh had just graduated university of miami and him and ed had a great relationship and yeah he was part of a big part of the first record and especially the second record the self-titled uh blue record um yeah he he was just part of that group that we all understood and felt Ed's songs. We understood exactly where Ed's songs were, and 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 we all felt like uh like we were we we're just all tied as rope making this music. What's next on the road? I mean, you guys have uh, Allentown tonight. Um, I mean, any any other like are there venues that like stand out to you that you're like, oh man, we love this place. You played it for years because I know sometimes like venues get torn down after a while. Like, are yeah. there some favorites still? Yeah, there's definitely some favorites. Uh, the Fox in Atlanta. We just had the opportunity to play there again. Nice that place is magical. Of course, Red Rocks. Everybody mentions Red Rocks. Oh yeah, oh, man. but you can't really overestimate it. It's, I mean, it is. It's a spiritual place. Uh, and and just getting in here and seeing all the crowds, it feels good to it, it feels good to be uh, you know going on thirty years and people are still excited to see us play. Hi everybody, this is Rob Halford. The Rudy Sergeant. Hey there, this is Steve Hackett. You folks are just working on a triumph, and we're talking rock with Dave and Shane. Hey! 